This is Financially Tuned with Sue Bushka, Cole Bruner, and your host, Brian Gaunt, from Bushka Retirement Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With over 40 years of combined experience in the financial industry, Sue and Cole provide their clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is your host, Brian Gaunt, to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned. I'm your host, Brian Gaunt. I'm joined by the financial professionals from Bushka Retirement Solutions. It's President Sue Bushka and Vice President Cole Bruner. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Good morning, Brian. How are you? I'm great this morning. And how are you? Doing very well. Great. Excellent, excellent. Listeners, thank you so much for making a few minutes of your time here this Sunday morning to tune in. Also, a reminder, if you miss part of this show or any previous uh shows from the last uh, several that we we produce, they'll be on our website at retirewithbushka.com. Scroll down and click on the Financially Tuned Radio for the last several shows. So in today's show, we are going to be discussing with Sue and Cole an issue that has really evolved and become a serious problem in more in recent decades, which is data theft, particularly when it comes to credit cards and your online financial information. These days, it seems as though compromised credit cards and data breaches appear in the headlines as often as the Kardashians. So both of you dealing with really finances and money every day and and planning people's income and and their assets, what do you feel uh, about all of the data breaches that have been happening recently? Well, obviously, it is a lot more common. And while technology has made some payment forms a little safer, it has also left some others, uh, you know, more vulnerable, uh, particularly when it comes to credit card fraud. Uh, you know, I, th- I think back to some of the recent highly publicized breaches over the last few years. And, you know, a couple of them that a lot of people remember would be eBay, where 145 million of their records were accessed by someone uh, or many people. Uh, Home Depot, where 109 million records were accessed accessed and then JP Morgan Chase where 83 million records were accessed and of course a lot of people heard about Target Corporation and 40 million credit card numbers being accessed and not only that but in 2015 criminals were able to hack and skim their way into the systems of big names such as Ashley Madison the CVS photo website Hilton Worldwide Hyatt Hotels Landry's restaurants and Trump Hotel properties among others with all of these instances, credit card theft in recent years, um, you know, it's made it more important than ever to do whatever you can to protect your financial information, both online and in your wallet. That's why I think it's going to be an important discussion for everyone to, to continue to tune into, because there's been a lot of concern in recent years about this new type of theft and what people can do to protect themselves. So let's start with that issue. Can you start by telling us a little bit more about the scope of the issue overall? Oh, absolutely. And actually, that's a great way to get this conversation going because according to a NASDAQ.com article, most credit card fraud occurs in the United States. And not only that, there was a 2015 research note from Barclays that states that the U.S. is responsible for 47% of the world's card fraud. 
So even though we only have 24% of the worldwide card volume. Wow, that's definitely worrisome that so much of it is, you know, occurring right around us, right here in our own borders. Yeah, definitely. I mean, not only that, but U.S. credit card fraud is on the rise, too. According to the NASDAQ article, about 31.8 million American consumers had their credit cards breached in 2014, and that's more than three times the number affected in 2013. So, I mean, we can definitely see that some of these things are trending uh, upwards, and we have to do what we can to try to protect ourselves. And I have to agree with you there, Cole, because I know it's happened to me more than once. Yeah, so, I think I, I mean scary. I think we all know at least one person in our personal lives that that's happened to. I mean, myself included. I've had it happen to my bank account. So I think it's happening more and more. And and you know, obviously the financial institutions are 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 pretty good about making sure that they back you up on that. But you really have to do your due diligence to make sure that that you're not uh, you know you're not exposed to those risks unnecessarily. Why do you both think that we have so much credit card fraud here in the United States as compared to other areas in the, in the world? Well, I think that the reason we have such a disproportionately high amount of fraud is that we have been somewhat slow to adapt the EMV. Now, the EMV stands for EuroPay, MasterCard, and Visa, which is a global standard that helps cut down counterfeiting by using credit cards with computer chips to authenticate transactions. And cards without EMV technology are much more vulnerable to being breached. Countries that have EMV cards have seen a significant decrease in counterfeit fraud. For example, the UK they have seen a decrease of as much as 70% between 2005 and 2013 since these cards have gained popularity. Well, that's a definite significant decrease, so it seems as though it's helping. But how popular is EMV technology in America currently? Well, the good news is I think that they have um, definitely gained popularity in, in America in the last year. America is now making the transition to the chip standard, which is the EMV. Um, on October 1st of 2015, the companies involved in the EMVCO, American Express, Discover, JCB, MasterCard, UnionPay, and Visa, created the liability shift, which says that if retailers don't support chip card payments by buying an updated machine, they'd be held accountable for any sort of fraud that occurred in their store. So stores have been gradually transitioning to the new card readers. But even once all the stores get their new payment terminals, they still need the payment processors to certify that their systems are compliant and properly functioning. And it's been somewhat of a slow process to say the least. So while we're moving in the right direction with the chip cards, there are still risks associated with credit card fraud. Well, one of the things I've noticed, especially over Christmas time, when I was in different stores, um, the chip readers on most of the machines weren't working. Yeah, so they've installed the, the new machines, but they're still not using the, the, chip the technology reader, right? yet. <laughs> yeah, so it's almost as though we've gotten halfway there in many places, but not, not all the way yet, unfortunately. Exactly. Yeah. So this is a good time to take a quick break uh, in our show here. But before we go, um, it's something that if you are just tuning in for the first time or maybe haven't heard in the past, both uh, Sue and Cole have off authored their own retirement planning book, and it does talk 
um, uh, about so many different financial topics, and, and this is one of them that is so important that it's such a great resource for you to get your hands on. Uh, Cole, would you tell our listeners how to go about doing that? Uh, well, I, I, like like you had just mentioned, for any of our listeners that are approaching retirement age or already in retirement, um, the the book that we had wrote is is really, uh, so to speak, an owner's manual to um, successful retirement income planning and and a lot of the different uh, risks and variables to prepare yourself for. And uh, so, if you'd like to get your hands on a complimentary copy of that book, you can visit bushkabook.com. That's b-u-s-k-a book.com, uh, or you can call our office at 715-355-4445 to request your complimentary copy. Well, listeners, stay tuned. We'll have our second segment of today's Financially Tuned right after these commercials. Losing a spouse can be devastating. When it occurs, there is a whirlwind of emotions and decisions that need to be made. The last thing you want to do is worry about your finances. At Bushka Retirement Solutions, we focus on helping women make life transitions a little bit easier. That is why we have put together a helpful guide titled, The Top Six Things Every Woman Should Do Before the Death of Their Spouse. Give our office a call today at 715-355-4445 or visit us online at retirewithbushka.com and we will be happy to send you a copy. Life transitions are never easy, but we can help make them simpler. Welcome back to our second segment of today's Financially Tuned. I'm your host, Brian Gaunt. I'm joined by the financial professionals from Bushka Retirement Solutions, Sue Bushka and Cole Bruner. Now, this morning, the title of our episode is Protecting Your Financial Data. And we were discussing the calamity of credit card fraud in the United States. Now, we've spent some time talking about how card not present fraud is a big problem. In 2014, it accounted for 45% of credit card fraud, according to an article in NASDAQ. Not only that, but the total value of card not present transactions is expected to increase from $9 million in 2013 to a staggering $19 billion in 2018, which is, you know, in a matter of five years, a huge increase. So what sort of advice or tools could help our listeners out there keep their credit card data safe? Well, we can start off with a few easy tips to help keep those credit cards safe. Now, be mindful of where you keep your card. Uh, if you're like me, sometimes I absentmindedly toss my phone or my keys into, the, into my pockets or purse, and it's never smart to carry a credit card outside of your wallet because they can very easily be misplaced or stolen. So the best place is in its resting slot within your wallet. Now also keep your unused cards somewhere safe. Most people have multiple credit cards that they don't necessarily use every day. So keeping all of them you know, in your purse or wallet, that might not be the best decision. And if you can limit it to the main ones or two that you use, that will also limit the stress and the amount of cards that you need to replace um, should you happen to lose your wallet. Also, make sure you watch your mail closely. One common way thieves steal credit card information is by intercepting your mail. Consider having new cards sent to your office or maybe a post office box as an alternative. Uh, also, make sure you securely dispose of your credit card statements. Thieves can easily gain access to your information by looking over that information from your old statements. Be sure to properly uh, discard your statements, uh, or even better yet, go paperless to help protect that information. 
Also, um, beware of social media. If you have too much personal information out there on the internet, such as your mother's maiden name or anything like that, identity thieves can access your information in order to fool a credit card issuer. You know, a lot of times those security questions are those types of pieces of information. And so if that's out there online, uh, readily available, it might be easier for someone to steal your account information. Those are all good points. And make sure you keep an eye on your statements and credit. Because going through your statements and considering each charge is a surefire way to ensure that your card hasn't been compromised. It's also a good idea to regularly check your credit reports to make sure that no new accounts have been issued in your name without your knowledge. I know I just had an instance over the weekend uh, where I was sent an alert through my email stating that um, my Chase card had been compromised. Someone was trying to get into my account and when I called Chase, they said that was not the case whatsoever. So that's kind of a good example of what's going on right now. Yeah, I mean, verify, you know, if, if any company ever tries to contact you for information, make sure you verify that it truly is the company that you think it is before you release any of that information. Keep in mind that, that no credit card company is ever going to call you and ask you for your social security number or anything like that. So, you know, if, if you're getting calls like that, uh, just be very cautious. Well, those are really great and helpful reminders. Are there other ways that people might be able to protect themselves? Well, aside from those things, I think one of the best new tools that can be used to protect your credit card information in your wallet is an RFID data blocker card. And of course, I'm familiar with them, but could you explain to our listeners exactly what an RFID data blocker card is? Yeah, definitely. Uh, RFID stands for Radio Frequency Identification, and it's the technology that allows credit cards to transmit information and work the way that they do. These days, credit cards, passports, and even driver's licenses can come with RFID technology. When it's activated by an RFID reader, those chips can transmit certain types of information wirelessly, allowing you to uh, verify your identity and also make purchases without even swiping your card. You know, the new tapping technology and things like that, um, Apple Pay and Samsung Pay and all of those things. Um, and while this technology has made purchases a lot easier, it has a significant downside. Anyone with an RFID reader can activate those chips and pick up the information that the card was designed to transmit. And they can also do this without you even knowing. You know, and in recent years, hackers have demonstrated how simple it is to download or should I say skim sensitive information from people's cards at a distance or even several feet. And they've been able to collect complete credit card numbers from passerby's pockets. Now, because of this, RFID um, data blocker technology and cards have, have been created. And the RFID data blocker cards work to purposely scramble and impede your card's RFID signals. So it makes them real hard to read remotely. So it's really a whole new thing, you know, if you can protect your purse or your wallet, but uh, someone could be several feet away and uh, still get to that information. And, and this is the, the RFID blocker, data blocker card is, is just a card that someone would go ahead and put in their purse or their wallet? 
Well, they make multiple different versions. I mean, there are some wallets now that have the, the RFID blocking technology that's actually built right into them, and those have become a little bit more popular. Uh, but however, if your wallet does not have that protection built in, then yes, there is a, you know, it's the size of a credit card. And the great thing about these um, cards is they offer 24-7 protection um, with the same dimensions of a credit card. I mean, it's it literally looks just like a credit card. It lasts about five years. It doesn't need any batteries or charging or anything like that you just slide it right into your wallet and it adds that additional protection from that um, from that data skimming technology that's out there nowadays well those sound like an easy way to keep credit card information safe so unfortunately our time for this segment of the show is uh, coming to a close but if there's a listener out there that maybe didn't understand this type of uh, theft or that this type of protection technology exists how would they go about getting maybe their own RFID data blocker card? Well, uh, clients of our company get uh, their own RFID data blocker card for their wallet, complimentary. Um, however, if, if any of our listeners do have uh, questions or, or would like to learn more about RFID da uh, uh, data blocker cards, they're certainly more than welcome to reach out to us uh, by phone at 715 355 4445, or they can also uh, visit our website at uh, retirewithbushka.com. That's retirewithbuska.com. All right, listeners, well, be sure to check that out if that's something that you would like to um, have to protect your financial information. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few minutes after these commercial messages with more Financially Tuned. In today's volatile environment, making sure your scales are balanced has never been more important. Money can go up or down in value, and it may pose a risk if not properly managed to serve a specific purpose in a comprehensive plan. At Bushka Retirement Solutions, we created a report that has general guidelines for proper allocation of your retirement and investment assets called the Rule of 100. You can download your complimentary Rule of 100 report at retirewithbushka.com or call us today at 715 355-4445. And welcome back to our final segment for today's episode of Financially Tuned on protecting your financial life. Now, if you're just tuning in, in the last two segments, we covered a number of different things. First is the rising concern of credit card and financial data theft, particularly here in the United States. Second was several easy tips that Sue and Cole shared with us to help keep your credit cards safe. We also uh, ended the last segment talking about RFID data blocker cards that help protect the cards in your wallet. Now, in this last segment, uh, we're going to be talking with Sue and Cole about how you can go about securing other aspects of your financial life. So when we talk about other aspects of a person's financial life, what does that all encompass? Well, there's a lot of personal and financial documents that do build up over someone's lifetime, um, such as wills and trusts. Then you have your powers of attorney, medical information, um, directives. You have also investment statements, insurance policies, and there's also documents of family significance. So all of these documents make up your entire financial life, which is more than simply the numbers in your accounts. So most people have these important documents tucked away somewhere in a drawer, but this can leave your financial life pretty vulnerable and very, very disorganized. 
Well, what do you suggest that if someone's listening right now and like a lot of us, maybe some things are disorganized, how do you go about helping folks like that organize all these important documents then? Well, luckily, our firm has an online document storage center that solves all of these problems for our clients. We call it our generational vault, and it allows you to store all of your important documents in a safe and secure cloud-based portal that you can access 24-7. It's the same type of uh, server that um, attorneys and, and CPAs use to deliver highly sensitive documents to their clients electronically. With this tool, you can store as many documents as you want in an account that is completely secure and accessible anywhere you might be. And since you might not be the only person that needs access to that information, the Vault also allows you to manage data authorizations that allows you to give your loved ones access to your medical directives, powers of attorney, uh, your will, trust, and other documents that might be important uh, to them when that matters most. The Generational Vault helps to give our clients peace of mind uh, because it, it, it ensures that their financial information is uh, available anytime they need it, anywhere they might be, in a very highly secure and encrypted location. And it also gives them an electronic backup of those documents in case there were ever to be some sort of a catastrophic situation where those records were to be lost or destroyed somehow. And uh, one thing I'd like to add is for our, all of our women listeners, you know, there's been many times that uh, women have had their purses stolen. And one good thing that you might, a good idea that you might want to uh, take advantage of is making a copy of all of your credit cards and then storing them um, in our vault. You know, well, that way, yeah, in, in case something were to happen, if your, you know, if your wallet were to be stolen, you have a, you know, a backup copy of all of those cards so you can reach out to those institutions without much difficulty and get those cards canceled and, and those types of things that you'd have to do in that situation. And having it located in the vault just gives you that added element of, of information security to make sure that it is safe. Well, it sounds like such an incredibly valuable tool. I can't imagine losing my wallet and then just even thinking of you know the different cards and information that's in there and and how to go about you know calling those companies and, and securing it, it it could definitely turn into a, a nightmare for someone so how does someone go about getting one of these generational vault accounts well the generational vault is a tool that we offer our clients in order to help protect their financial life it's a complimentary service and uh, and we offer it along with those rfid data blocker cards that we discussed earlier they really go hand in hand to protect our clients financial life not only online but also in their wallet and as we mentioned before we do whatever we can to help our clients to preserve and protect their financial information and these rfid data blocker cards and the generational vault are just part of how we offer that service to our clients and even under the scenario where, you know, uh, someone passes away and you are looking for all of those important documents, there are so many different scenarios, it seems to me, that that a tool like the Generational Vault could really be be of, of help to folks. Well, and it really can. I mean, there's there's a story that, that um, we share periodically to help people to understand the importance of the vault. And we had a client uh, a number of years ago that passed away later, uh, later in her 80s, and she was very, very private. Um, she was definitely a product of the Great Depression, very frugal, uh, you know, never spent outside of her means, and really wanted to pass a lasting legacy on to her children and grandchildren. And, and so when the time came when she had passed away, 
her five children were not really aware of any of her financial accounts, her insurance policies, or anything like that. And so when, when we sat down with the children to help educate them about the accounts that needed to be dispersed and the insurance policies and things like that, she had all of her records saved in, uh, I'm sure you've seen them, the uh, flip-top file safes, the fire safes that are um, used very commonly for those types of records that can hold file folders. Well, this thing was probably crammed full of 50 or 60 years of financial records. There was absolutely no rhyme or reason as to how it was organized or, or, or um, even um, if the records were up to date or accurate. So it took us a long time, about six months, to sift through all of those assets and the documents and everything that she had to try to pay out all of those assets. And when we had everything done, we found one final document that we hadn't come across before that uh, referenced a, a rather large life insurance policy that uh, would have been possibly missed had we not found that one, literally one piece of paper that referenced the policy. Now, had this client um, been able to use the generational vault, now of course this was a few years before we offered the vault to our clients, but uh, had she been able to utilize the vault for that situation, even if she was not using it for her own benefit, her beneficiaries would have tremendously benefited from that. It would have saved her kids time and effort and agony of going through the paperwork and all of that stuff that we had to do uh, because it took much longer than it really needed to. And not that she did it on purpose, but it's just that over a person's lifetime, that stuff gets disorganized. And it's just a normal part of life. The vault is really a tool that helps you to bring it all together, get it organized, and keep it organized so that way you can benefit from it. And when the time comes for someone else to take over that control, they can do it very easily as well. And trust me, they will thank you for that when that time comes. Well, that's an excellent example. I think so many people think, well, if I just put all of these documents in a box and that's organized and, you know, to a certain you know extent it is compared to being spread all over the place. But then, you know, um, you know, folks that maybe aren't as familiar, obviously, with, uh, with the policy or the documents as the owner is. They do, you know, have to sift through all of that. So if you can take that process a whole leap forward to be able to, you know, have that beneficiary log in and have all of the information that they need, um, particularly when that's a time where family needs to, you know, be together and plan the, the services and whatnot. So it sounds like a great service that you offer to provide such a, a high level of security for your clients. So unfortunately, listeners, our time is up for this week's show. But so many of the topics that we talk about each and every week are included in Sue and Cole's retirement planning book. Uh, Cole, before we go uh, for this week, would you remind our listeners how they can get a uh, copy of that resource? Well, we encourage all of our listeners who are at retirement age or approaching retirement age to uh, to get a copy of our uh, book, Ready, Set, Retire, Are You on Track to Navigate the Retirement Maze? And you can get a complimentary copy today by visiting bushkabook.com. That's B-U-S-K-A-B-O-O-K.com. Also, for any of our listeners that are interested in learning more about our generational vaults or our RFID data blocker cards, we encourage you to reach out to us at 715 355 4445. 
Well, Sue and Cole, thank you so much for your time this morning and, and sharing your thoughts and all of this information, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners may not be aware of. Uh, so we appreciate your time. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in each and every week. You know, Sue and Cole really do enjoy hearing from you. If you have a question or a suggestion or, or whatnot about our show, go ahead and give Bushka Retirement Solutions a call. That's 715-355-4445. We hope you'll tune in next weekend for another episode of Financially Tuned. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Sue Bushka and Cole Bruner at Bushka Retirement Solutions. Call 715-355-4445 or visit their website at retirewithbushka.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Suzanne Bushka, Cole Bruner, and Bushka Retirement Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 